Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Hello, everybody. John B. with GangreenNation.com here, and this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please subscribe to the show. It is available on iTunes and Audio Boom. And if you enjoy what you hear, give it good ratings. We have reached wild card weekend in the NFL season. Now, every year I set off with the dream to go 11-0 in my playoff picks. I've been doing it since I was a kid, and I never have done it. Last year, I came awfully close. I went 10-1, and one, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. So most, most years, my dream is squashed by the end of wild card weekend. You know, it's very difficult to go 4-0 in the wild card games. Um, so well, I'll do my best this year, and that's what my show is going to be today. We're going to talk about the four games wild card weekend. I'm going to make predictions, and with any luck... I'll go 4-0 undefeated into the divisional weekend, which comes up next weekend, the final eight in the NFL. Um, and heading into this weekend, there are two games I feel really solid about and two games where I'm leaning one way, but I don't feel great about it. Um, so let's let's hop right into it. My first pick is with the first game of the weekend. It is the Oakland Raiders at the Houston Texans. And... It's a game that may go down as one of the least appealing quarterback matchups in the history of the NFL playoffs. Um, I think Houston's situation this season with Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage is very well known. Osweiler in particular has struggled off signing a big free agent deal. He uh, has been so bad that the Texans actually benched him, which is something you have to be really, really bad to... uh, be bench getting the kind of deal Osweiler got but he actually might be starting this game on Saturday and on the other side with Oakland it looks like Connor Cook the rookie fourth round pick out of Michigan State might be making his first career start in a playoff game he was just activated on Sunday after Derek Carr got hurt in this game I am going to hesitantly go with Houston um a couple reasons uh first of all the game being in Houston I like the Texans in that, from that standpoint. But also, when you look at the, the seasons that these teams have had, the Texans have not been dependent on good quarterback play. They're a team that's not built around their quarterback. They can't be because their quarterback play has been so bad. Whereas the Raiders are a team that has won primarily as much as anything because of Derek Carr, how good he was. And now Carr is out for the season Really devastating for the Raiders, a uh, team that's been bad for a very, very long time. Finally finally put together a big season, and then right before the playoffs, their quarterback goes down. So you got you got a rookie, Connor Cook, starting, possibly. And um, the, the, it's just that that's what their success as a team has been built around. The Texans know how to play without quality quarterback play. They know how to win without quality quarterback play. Uh, the Raiders have been dealing the Raiders haven't just been dealing with quality quarterback play all year they've gotten really good MVP level quarterback play from Derek Carr so you take that out of, out of the lineup 
I'm not sure they'll be able to rush the ball as effectively. Um, you know, I just don't, I'm not sure I see it. And you know, this Oakland defense is not good. Um, I think I don't think that they're going to create the kinds of problems for Houston's offense that a, a better defensive team might. Now, I don't feel great about this pick for a couple reasons. Uh, first of all, this Houston quarterback situation is really, really bad. And it's totally possible that, you know, if Brock Osweiler starts, he could give the game away by turning the ball over frequently. I also will say this. I don't hate Connor Cook. I, I actually thought he was a little underdrafted in the fourth round this year. I thought he's a guy he played in a, a system, the pro-style system at Michigan State. Uh, fairly advanced as a passer, I thought. Um, you know, not your typical fourth-round rookie, so... I could see him playing a decent game, I you know especially and it, that might be enough if the Texans quarterback give the game away. And also, even though I don't love the Raiders defense, don't love maybe an understatement. I I think this Raiders defense is really bad. In a one game scenario, now we're not talking over a full sixteen game season. They've shown that this is not that great of a defense. But in a one game scenario, they do have a a force of nature type guy who can just take over a game. Throw up maybe you know maybe a five sack performance, force five sack performance, possibly you know maybe make a big strip sack, and that is Khalil Mack, who is one of the finest defensive players in the league. So this could be a situation where Mack just goes out and steals a game for the Raiders. So from that standpoint, I hesitate to make this pick, and honestly, I, I think you know Cook Cook could be the big wild card in this game, and I have a strange hunch that. He's going to play better than people expect because I think he's a little more advanced than people give him credit for being. That said, um, I, I, I guess I'm going with the Texans. I, you can tell how ambivalent I am about picking Houston. Don't love this pick, but I think my head tells me the Texans probably figure out a way to win this game. And by the way, next weekend, the easiest money you'll ever make would be um, – the winner of this game if, it ends, if they end up going to uh, New England because I don't think either of these teams has much of a chance. You know, there's anything is possible in the NFL, but it's very unlikely. It's one of the, probably be one of the biggest betting lines you'll see. And I, I don't bet. I'm not picking games against the line. That's something I should establish. I'm just picking these games straight up. Uh, so I'll take Houston over Oakland. Don't feel great about it. The nightcap Saturday, I do feel a little bit, bit better about. Now, I, I don't really like the way Seattle is playing, but I do think that they will beat Detroit. Lions, not a good finish to the season. Uh, I don't like their defense. I think Russell Wilson, gonna ha- we're going to see Russell Wilson have a big game. And more than anything, the venue. Um, I, I think that the Seattle team is very beatable without... Earl Thomas in the lineup. In fact, I think they're going to have a very difficult time if they win this game going to Atlanta, trying to slow down that that offense because as much as Richard Sherman gets the hype, I've always felt like Earl Thomas was the most important part of that defense. And ever since the safety has left the lineup, it sure has looked that way. You know, Sherman, Sherman's a really smart guy. Sherman knew how to get his name in the, into the spotlight and become a, kind of a famous guy. So Thomas flies under the radar a little more. I still, but I just can't pick Detroit in this game based on the way they're playing, based on how little I like their defense. As, you know, I say the Seattle defense hasn't looked as great, but I'll still take them to slow down the Lions offense a little bit more than I'd like Detroit's defense to slow down Seattle. And Like I said, this is one of the great home field advantages in the NFL, and even without Thomas, 
I think this is a very daunting task trying to go into Seattle and win a playoff game. It's it's not an easy place to play. I don't see the Lions doing. It. I'll be pulling for the Lions. I think they, you know they're they're a team. Uh, in the show earlier this week, I said that you know, they were probably the second most sentimental favorite, and I could even see putting them at number one just based on the way that franchise has struggled through the years. But I think I, I don't see them winning this game, so I will take Seattle over Detroit in the uh, nightcap on Saturday. Now, we are in wild card weekend of the football season. Uh, the Jets are not facing any must-win games, and they're not in the postseason, but SeatGeek is the easiest way to find tickets for the playoffs. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest games of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to buy tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for the weekend or any game this season. And with SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll ultimately, you'll, I'm sorry, you'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, you guys, my listeners, get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. To get that $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, click Add a Promo Code, enter promo code LOJETS, and SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks after you've made your first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOJETS today, and that's you know, not ever, not everybody listening out there lives in New York. You might be listening to one of the places where they're going to play playoff games, and you might just want to check it out as an, an, an NFL fan. So be sure to uh, use SeatGeek and you know get twenty bucks off. You know, twenty bucks, not bad, right? So now let's head into the Sunday games. Uh, the first game on Sunday will be Pittsburgh against Miami, the rival Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins rivals of the Jets, not the Steelers, but the AFC East rival Dolphins. Head into Pittsburgh to take the AFC North uh, champion Pittsburgh Steelers. I think I, this is one of the games I feel pretty good about. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Um, I think this is a very tall order for Miami to win. You know, going on the road. Um, they beat the yes, they beat Pittsburgh early in the year, and it was actually a game that kind of helped propel them. They got off to kind of a rough start, and that game against Pittsburgh kind of turned their season around. But that's part of why I don't like them is that a team like the Steelers is very tough to beat twice in one season. Um, and I, I think it, it's, it's tough. It's one thing if you have the better team, I think the steel, I think most people would agree the Steelers are a better team than the dolphins. So to beat a superior team twice is going to be tough. You know, they beat them at Miami. They're going to have to beat them in Pittsburgh. Now secondaries, not looking at that great. They, you know, they played well against, um, Pittsburgh the first time, but it's a little banged up now. Um, I think it's it'll be tough to slow them down a second time. I think the Steelers will go to school on what went wrong the first time, and I just uh, I, I think Miami's it's a it's a very tall task. I think Miami's had a good season. I think they have to like the direction they're heading in under Adam Gaze, but this is not going to be their weekend. I think they've overachieved by making it to the playoffs. They could have shown me something last weekend if they had beaten New England. You know, they had a chance to really make a statement, enter the playoffs on a wave of momentum and show that you know, they were for real. They really did not deliver. Um, you know, if they had beaten the Patriots, I could have seen that game being the game 
the type of game that launches a team. You know, every now and then you'll see it, a team wins a big Week 17 game and they, they kind of catch fire, even if it's a meaningless game. You know, um, the greatest example actually was a loss. So it, you, you may remember nine years ago, the Giants lost to the New England Patriots Week 17, but they played a played a really good game. It was the year the Patriots went 16-0 and in the regular season, and that even in the loss, and I think sometimes you say a loss gives a team momentum, and I, I, I seldom buy into it, but that's one of the rare cases where I buy into it. They went on a run and actually beat the Patriots in a rematch in the Super Bowl. Dolphins had a chance to really kind of send a statement last weekend. They did not do it. Um, and, you know, another rule I have is just, you got to have a good reason when you have an elite coach quarterback combo. You got to have a good reason to pick against them, and I, I don't in this game. And I think Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger are a Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, an elite coach, coach quarterback co- combo. Both both guys at the top of their professions. So I will go with the Steelers over the Dolphins, and that brings us to the finale, which is the Giants against the Packers. And I'll tell you, I've gone back and forth on this game. And I think the winner of this game, assuming Seattle wins, they're heading to Dallas for the divisional round. And I think I'm not going to say that the winner of this game is going to beat the Cowboys, but that's going to be a tremendously exciting matchup. I I think either of these teams has a real chance of going down to Dallas and beating the Cowboys. Giants have beaten them twice. Packers are playing great ball. Aaron Rodgers playing at the top of his game. I'm going to hesitantly pick the Packers. I've gone back and forth. Um, I like this Giants defense a lot, and that scares me. Scares me picking against them. Also scares me because they have a guy on the offensive side of the ball, Odell Beckham, who can break a game open. He, you know, the, the Giants don't need it. And the way the Giants defense is playing, they may not need a lot of offense. Um so you know, maybe one one or two big Beckham plays could do it. This is stuff that scares me. It makes me nervous because I really like the way this Giants team looks. And I would not be at all surprised to see them win. I just have a tough time picking against Aaron Rodgers right now. Rodgers is playing so well. You know, We talked about it on a show earlier this week about how Rodgers earlier in the season, there, you know, there was a lot of questions. What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? Nobody's asking that now. And I think it was totally fair to ask it back then because he was struggling, but now he's playing at the top of his game. And, you know, I talked at the top of the show about how I went 10-1 last year. The one game I lost, I lost Green Bay against Washington wild card weekend uh, on the wild card Sunday game. And going into that game, I just said, why are you picking? Even though Rodgers wasn't playing well, I looked at the quarterback matchup and say, Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. you got to pick Rod. How can you not pick Rodgers? And I picked Washington. That cost me the 11-0 playoff prediction run that I've been coveted for years. And you know, there's no prize to it. It's just something that I want to take pride in at one point picking the playoffs perfectly. That cost me. I, I picked every other game right. I went against the crane even. People told me I was crazy. I picked Denver over New England in the AFC Championship game, Denver over Carolina in the Super Bowl. I was right at everything except for that one game. And I went against Aaron Rodgers. And I don't feel great about going against this Giants team the way they're playing. And I do think that this is this is the game of the wild card weekend. I think it's going to be a great game. I would be surprised if it did not come right down to the wire. I think the Giants have a great chance of winning. I'm just going with Green Bay. Uh too much Rodgers the way he's playing. I'm not going to pick against him. So that's my pick. Yeah, so to recap, I've got the Texans over the Raiders. Don't feel great about it. 
Seahawks over Lions. Do feel good about it. Steelers over Dolphins. I feel good about Packers over Giants. I could flip a coin if I if the show went on for five more minutes. I probably could. I might talk myself into flipping to the Giants. So well, so for that reason and a couple others, we'll end the show right here. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. John B with GangreenNation.com. I know the Jets won't be playing in the playoffs, but I hope you enjoy the weekend. I hope you enjoy watching the games, and we'll chat again on Monday. Take care, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.